1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's. I'm your host, Danny Morang. And, well, it's Mailbag Pod. We'll talk a little bit about the Denver game, some of these questions I solicited before the Denver game, but we'll kind of wrap all those, all those together. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate you. You picked a weird time. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, but welcome nonetheless appreciate you if you're a first time long time whatever in between please like rate review subscribe do all of the things that you do for podcasts we're available wherever you get podcasts if you're watching this on youtube or if you want to watch this on youtube we're available on youtube just search youtube.com backslash danny Marine, or search Jack ramses i should say uh if you're watching on youtube please click the subscribe button we're trying to get to 2000 by the time we get to thanksgiving we are trending there we're trending up trailblazers not trending up trending down but without further ado because we have a truckload of questions let's get right into it sam is Fendiari, fan of the show first time long time uh hey first time long time what white american center will neil sign after Cody Zello doesn't prove to be the savior Sam going right for the juggler. For those that don't know, Sam Svendieri is the host of another Blue Wire podcast, Light Years podcast for the Golden State Warriors. Great podcast if you want to hear a podcast uh, from some guys covering a team that knows what they're doing right now. Eh, Crap. (sighs) I'm in a kind of mood. I'm recording, obviously, after Sunday night's Nuggets game where everything's just kind of coming together and it's... It's bad vibes time. It's... Chauncey's postgame comments, which I will hit on here. Um, they aren't in the questions, but I'm going to hit on them anyways. Um, but it's just, it's just not great. Uh, whether it's the basketball, whether it's off the court with Neil O'Shea, uh It's just just not great right now. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Sports Outsider at Sports Outsider. Would public perception of the roster change dramatically if the Blazers go into Denver tomorrow and blow out the nuggets? Fifteen plus points margin of victory. Thanks, fellas. Keep getting those subs. Uh, first of all, Sports and Outsider, appreciate the question. Appreciate the support. Uh, <laughs> what if I said that your question was, if it was asked the other way, would it further drive home the fact that this roster is not in a good place? Uh, I don't think a fifteen point win would have changed anything. I know some people got really up in arms and excited about uh, the Trailblazers after they, they beat the breaks off the Suns and Downer Danny was right there on top of it going, Well, I don't know. I think Downer Danny might have been right. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think there's a world. It would have looked it would have been put lipstick on a pig. Changes need to happen, and that kind of leads into the questions or the answers, I'd rather say, from from Chauncey Billups tonight, where when asked about you know, potential changes and then things going on. Um, there was, there's, there's a lot to be, um, decided or discussed or, or, or kind of gone through. And I don't think there's any amount of victory over the Duggets that was going to change that. They need, they need to look better. They need to not just win. Like winning can cover up for a lot of sins, but they need to do more than just win right now. Like they, they need to look good. like style points matters right now. Like they need something to feel good about, um, it's just, it's just not great. Speaking of things that were not great, obviously I paid up the bet and everybody wanted to ask about the chip. I'll, I'll, I'll hit that here in the beginning of the podcast. So we get it out of the way. Uh, I'm feeling just fine. The amount of dairy I needed to take down the heat was certainly more uh, detrimental to my health than the chip itself. The chip sucked. The uh, three ice cream sandwiches and two glasses of chocolate milk that I needed to subside, subside the heat um, proved to be uh, more taxing. So, um, But, that said, I'm a man of my word and I paid off my bet. So, there it is. Lisa McNish, if the team is sold, what are the changes the new owner would could move the turtle bushes out of Oregon? Lisa, I don't know if you're trolling or not, but I'm going to take this as serious um, because I did address this uh, specifically, in the, I think I believe, in the post game the other night the team is never moving away from portland barring like a societal collapse the team is not leaving portland uh the, the the nba wants to grow they want to expand not move teams now they might move teams in conferences that could happen uh they could move the pelicans out of new orleans because well that's its own weird thing but as far as a team going to seattle they're not i don't think they're going to move a team to seattle I'm very, very much of the mind that they are going to have an expansion team in Seattle and another one in Las Vegas. I think those are the two that have been most discussed and been kind of greenlit by the league. So, um, while the team might be sold and it should be, um, I do not fear them moving. And it is never something that crosses my mind unless somebody asks. It's just not, not something I, I worry about with this team at all. Uh, Ricky Bell's ninety. Ricky Eddie Guerrero. Shout-out, Ricky, and his wonderful food. What are the odds of the interim GM that finishes the year after Olshay gets canned just says F it and swings to the fences at the trade deadline? Clears house outside of Dame, or do they play it safe? I would imagine, that this is obviously presupposing that Neil Olshay is going to get fired, canned, released, retired, forced out, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he, he gone uh, relatively soon. The names that I keep hearing are Danny Ainge, Dennis Lindsay, uh, Tayshon Prince, and Chad Buchanan, formerly of the Portland Buzzers. I like all those candidates, and I like how those candidates have looked in the past in their GM roles, for the most part. Ainge's public stuff, is kind of like, it like gets tiresome as far as being in every trade. I guess that's different than being in no trades, so there's that. Uh, that's the, you know, getting to the other side of the bell curve. Uh, and then Tayshawn Prince, I've heard nothing but good things about as far as how hard he works with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, with that all being said... I believe that whoever they bring in is going to have a prerequisite guidance of uh, real moves need to be made. Whether that damages trade value, probably will, um, will be considered. But CJ, Nurk, Cove are the three primary guys that will, should be gone. And I do believe they will swing for the fences. Because they're going to have some leash. Because they're going to bring somebody in who's going to form the foundation alongside Chauncey Billups in his five-year contract until either the team is sold or those contracts run out. So they're going to have a fair amount of time to play with, probably three to four years. Uh, so that gives you one real like swing for the fences and see what you can do alongside Dame. And then if that doesn't work, then you have the nuclear option come next summer if you don't like see something growing a little bit uh, with whatever moves you make. So uh, I am of the mind that they will make real moves between now and the deadline. I believe one move will happen before then, but yes, um, I, I do believe they will not. And they they cannot play it safe. So uh, J, uh, JL Blazer, do you think Olshay survives this? Is that just odd that he's still with the team and Blazer staff? I think the only reason that he's still with the team is because they're looking for absolute certainty, so they don't have to pay him. I from everybody I have talked to, they gone.
2: Um,
1: Xander Brown at Mr. Z excuse me at Mr. underscore Z Brown give me your guys' Deadpool dates for Olshie getting unceremoniously and deservedly thrown out of his ass. I'll start with Thursday 11-18. What's Tuesday's date? Does that make the 16th? Throw me down for Tuesday. They're having the interview with him on Monday. I would imagine after that it's probably pretty quick. Uh, Tyler Cornwall at Tyler Cornwall 31 with the CEO leaving and Neil probably on his way also. Is this time to get a little nervous but the team setting the let's rebuild from scratch button i don't think so i don't think so quite yet uh i do believe there is a a very large step and gap between where they are right now and burn it to the ground there's a lot can go wrong in between there's a lot can go the right if you want to look for optimistic glass half full danny this is the most glass half full danny you're going to get as it pertains to this iteration or this time period for the Pot of trouble and it has always been this way when they move off of cj McCollum. They have X amount. Now, I don't know what that is now, but I believe they have X amount of time to go, hey, let's see what this looks like because it's the first core fundamental change to this roster in five years. So I, I do believe that happens. With Dame inning the l- latter stages of his prime, that probably goes from four years to like two years, but I still think they have a year and a half, two years before they have to like worry about the smash the, the hard reset button uh joy con drifter at joy con drifter that, that makes sense uh who's most likely to be included in trade beyond the usual suspects cj dirt cuff Ant, and nasir do you see a situation where the interim or new president of basketball ops wait until norm's norm's contract is movable for instance sure it's a possibility it's a possibility, December fifteenth or sixteenth. I can't remember what day Norm signed. It's, it's it, he'll be right around there. Uh, we'll be available for trade, and as will most of the league. Um, that's obviously the was it ninety days removed from signing a contract that allows for those guys to uh, who just signed a contract to be traded. So uh, it does open up more possibilities. But here is the thing: There's basically a month between that and now. If they don't make a move in the next month, I think they might be so far behind the 8 ball as far as like bad vibes and situation and everything going sideways that it may not matter for this season. And I, if it gets to that level, then it gets a little precarious as far as like that nuclear time switch we were just talking about. So, I think they they're going to have to make a pretty serious tweak and that kind of I guess leans into the the Chauncey Billups comments which the long and short of it are that Chauncey was asked post game about real changes within the roster. And essentially he was like, hey, I've been watching real close. The same guys are making the same mistakes. Lineup changes, are we're close to that. We're close to that. And that's a near nuclear option because once you make those moves, it's hard to go back on them. Uh, I believe the first one that would happen would be Robert Covington out of the starting lineup and Larry Nance Jr. inserted. Uh, That's not on insider information or anything like that. That's just kind of what seems to make the most sense right now. Nasir Little, Nasir Little is a dark horse candidate in that regard. Uh, (laughs) Nurk probably should be looked at, for being honest. But that's like, I don't, I don't know if you can come back from that at all. So, start smaller, work your way up the ladder. I think that's probably the best way to go about it. Uh, Dave Myers at DEM1976. Is this the worst period of time in franchise history? Not hyperbole like the post-2000 pre-Brandon phase was rough, but the dysfunction feels peak, right? No. I read that When I first read this, I talked about this in the post-game. I thought you were talking about like post-Brandon era, like worst time period. It's the worst time since then, and it's definitely the worst time definitely the worst th- definitely the worst period since then and probably the worst time period since the jailblazers but the jailblazers as far as like vibes around the team nobody was going to games <sighs> nope that was the worst uh, that 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 takes the cake there's no doubt about it but as far as like feel good enjoyable watch like it's not like hate watching this team but it's pretty damn close because the promise of this team is just so, so limited. It's not a bunch of young guys, really. And that's why I think you, you see, whether it's beat reporter Jason Quick tonight, tweeted out, hey, it's really fun to watch Ant. It's really fun to watch Nas and probably Norm. But beyond that, it's kind of hard to watch. When you've got people who have watched this team for a very, very long time, all like kind of on the same page, like, yeah, the young guys and, and Norm and, and like maybe Nance, like that's, that's fun. That's cool. But everything else, this sucks. That's a bad, 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 bad look, bad vibes. Because normally we can, we can all find something. It's just like, oh yeah, no, it's like not my favorite, but no, this is cool. Uh, and I think it's been building towards this over the, over the last couple of years. Because just, again, that core change hasn't been made. But as far as the worst period in franchise history, no. Jailblazers era was the worst time in franchise history. Both on the court product and off the court stupidity. So... Uh, Neil's all-shaded, emaciated sense of shame at the nation. at the nascent just gets a great precursor name. Uh, what's it gonna take to get Danny to at least apply for the GM job when if it comes open? Listen, uh, I know Dwayne Hankins uh, he's not gonna take my call for that GM job. Uh, he's obviously not making that call that's just me making a joke but uh, I know a lot of things about basketball, but I, I listen'm I, I'm, if I'm giving being totally honest, if I worked for a team in the NBA, I don't think I'd want to be a GM. As much as I fancy myself an armchair GM, I would much rather work in the back room and, and do scouting, do analysis, do film work. Be an assistant GM? Cool. Be a player personnel guy? Absolutely. Be the actual GM? You guys don't actually know how abrasive I, I am, really. So <laughs> I dial it back for this. But in all seriousness, like, listen, if if I ever had an opportunity to work and work for a team, that's probably what I do. Is what I'd like to do is work in a back office. So, um, Logan euchre do you guys have a good level of optimism right now, or is it pretty shaky right now? This was again pre Nuggets game, but even then, it pretty much just kind of cemented the Nuggets game cemented kind of the stuff that I was workshopping in my head. Like, I for all of the like hand-wringing of like, ah, I see some stuff changing. I see some real commitment. I see a real buy-in. Boop! No, you didn't. (laughs) No, you didn't. No, you didn't. That's cool. But, no. The head coach just called out the starters. You didn't see it. Like, as much as it was like, you wanted to believe, and I totally get that, and I respect it, but it was never there. And that's... That's the part that sucks, to be honest. That's the part that sucks. Because it was all fake. It was all smoke and mirrors. And that's a really crappy place to be, if I'm being honest. And I think that's why so many people are kind of like, I only want to watch this. Because you know that there's no real buy-in right now. And to be clear, I do not believe that falls at Chauncey's feet. I don't. I believe he was handled, handed a live hand grenade. The it wasn't a, a product of the roster it was a grenade that Olshia was like hey, here you go lob it up end of the shot clock figure it out so in that regard no I'm, I'm not real optimistic they, this team needs a kick in the ass plan out
2: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear? check breakfast, lunch and dinner? check planning for what's next and how to save for it? that's where Bank of America can help
1: uh ian fowler if this year's places were a traffic signal what kind would they be uh yield <laughs> olay let everything through um because i don't think there's a downer traffic signal is there i'm trying to think is it like a there's like a sad air horn but it's not a traffic signal so um dustin wilshire with a very um Miss Cleo tweet here, Dustin Wilshire, at Dustin Wilshire, next few games, who you put money on as the next opposing bench player to have a career night and why? Uh, Name a nugget. (laughs) That should have been the way. They were the third worst three-point shooting team in the league coming into the game, and they took over 43s and they hit over 50%. Yikes, dog. Yikes. It's a bummer. Redcoat, turncoat, at Redcoat, turncoat, do you buy the new coach, new systems? Excuse the Wizards of Magic seem to have figured out their new systems. Uh, let's take a look at the Wizards. Uh, got rid of Toxic Player. Oh, yeah. Let's see. They moved out a Toxic Player and got some guys in who wanted to play some basketball. And uh, lo and behold, da, 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 they look better. Shocking development. The Magic got Mo Bamba to be healthy and buy in and you know, care about basketball. But they also introduced a bunch of new young talent. Weird. It's like <sighs> frustrating, 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 frustrating. So, no, again, this is the same reason why I wasn't beating Terry Stotts over the head with stuff. It's like he's kind of cooking up something relatively decent for what he's been given. I think Chauncey's doing just fine considering what he's been given. You can only cook with the ingredients you have. And he's not out there with filet mignon. So, uh, Taryn Benedict at Taryn Benedict. Listen, I love it when the name matches the at. It just makes it so much easier. I have very unimportant, but maybe extremely necessary question. Who would you rather split at Abbey's Pizza with, Neil O'Shea or a Lakers fan circa June 4th, 2000? That one cuts deep. That one cuts deep, Terren. It's rude. It's very rude. But I, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll leave the reasoning aside. <laughs> but it'd be the Lakers fan. Gives you an idea. Oh, man, 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 man. Uh, Taryn Benedict, at Taron Benedict. This is a kind of a, a general question I got asked a ton, particularly after tonight's uh, post-game show. What's a realistic deal or two that brings Simmons and Bamba to Portland? Please tell me you can have them before Christmas. I don't think a Simmons, I think the Simmons deal is the one that takes longer especially after a change is made it's either like they're going to try to extort the new gm and see what they can get and see what they can get away with or it's not going to happen until later like right up until the deadline but uh but a bomba-esque deal a miles turner-esque deal some of those kind of guys um The Simmons one is obviously the basis has to be C.J. for salary reasons and for fit reasons. It just has to happen. But as far as like a, swapping in another big, you need to send Nurk out. Nurk needs to go, whether it's to a third team or what. Um, but because Bubba's is on a, a rookie-scale contract, you don't have to include much beyond that. Probably another young guy probably ends up being uh, – God, probably ends up being Nas. I, I did the math on it before. Um, unless they're taking back somebody else, in which case you send out Nurk and Cove. Um, and so maybe you eat a little bit of money, but you give up to a, a magic team, you know, two expiring deals with bird rights through with the ability to go over. So whether, you know, you take on a, ter- you know, I think it was dark and Cove for, for Ross and Bamba. I think that worked out. Um, but I have to start asking around, um, and, and see kind of what, what comes back as far as, uh, projected value. Um, as far as how that kind of plays out. Brew Jones at brew, G, brew J What is McCullough's actual trade value one-for-one? How much longer do we have to watch this bleep show? Well, I think that time's coming shorter and shorter and shorter. But his actual one-for-one value, it varies across the league depending on fit because he's a bucket-getting-two guard who's really the size of a point guard who has limitations but does things that, while good, three-point volume shooting, um, he's not a good defender, he's not a, a real great playmaker, and he doesn't get to the free throw line or the rim. So he kind of like a like multiverse DeMar DeRozan. So like, he shrunk him and gave him three-point volume and took away his, I don't know. It's hard, he, he really is a unique player. It's like, it's hard to categorize him because he really is one of one. It's, it's it, his, his resume over his career really is just unique. Like, if you look at player comps, you're like, oh yeah, I kind of see it. But then you're like, but he's not a guy who drives. He doesn't get to the free throw line. He doesn't get to the rim. He's not a real creator, but he's a bucket getter. But he's, like, not shooting well from mid-range this year. So you're kind of like, oh, that doesn't make any damn sense. And on the flip side, he's taking more threes and he's just shooting the living hell out of the ball. So you, trying to peg that down is a difficult, difficult thing. Um The... The trade somebody suggested last year was CJ's one for one value was like Marcus Smart and two firsts, and I was like, really? But again, it kind of makes sense because Marcus Smart's another unique player who you're not like, oh yeah, he does all of these things well. He's like, oh, he's a plus defender. He's a wonky fit offensively. He's a solid creator. He's physical. He does the but he's also limited like in who he can cover kind of because he's shorter. So it's it's that or you find like two-for-one deals and again this is about what is one for one is one for one is just kind of hard to peg down so uh scott at scott ptb 30 rank these players as a fit next to dame i don't necessarily think portland has a chance to get them just a thought exercise and he listed brandon ingram Jalen brown ben simmons and pascal siakam so i think most of this depends on who else is around them but I'm going to kind of go in a quasi world of like either a floor spacing big like Turner or Nurkic. That's the world that I'm operating in. And in any case, Ben Simmons is going to be number one because he's the best player in this list, in my opinion. Uh, And that's going to upset some Jalen Brown people. That's fine. But he's a god tier defender. Uh, He's a fantastic playmaker. He's a 6'10 freak athlete who can literally play one through five defensively. I, I value that alongside Damian Lillard. Next, I'm probably gonna maybe confuse people here, but I'm gonna go Jalen Brown. I think Jalen's the next closest thing in that regard, but offers more offensive uh, versatility. Uh, He's that apex wing that everybody likes to talk about. As much as I like Siakam, he is a little bit older, and he's more of a four-five type, where Jalen can kind of go two through four. So again, we're talking about like versatility. Like Ben Simmons is like legitimately can cover and play one through five. Jalen Brown, I think, is more of like a two through four, where Siakam. You can squint and go three through five, but I think he's best as a four or five. Uh, and then Brandon Ingram. And that's just because Ingram is just all gas, no breaks. And by that, I mean all offense, no defense. But he is a certified bucket getter. I would. It's easier to find guys to plug in around Damon Ingram than it is Damon CJ. Like just by the simple fact that Brandon Ingram is six nine, you're like, nah, you can figure some stuff out. Like you can go get some plus defenders at the two, or three, or the, two the four, and the five and like figure that out. Um, being 6'9 is, you know, pretty, pretty easy to hide in that regard. At for sure, at for sure, tinfoil hat stuff. I'm not going to put mine on because it cuts my hat. It cuts my hat. cuts my head. Um, and this is kind of a, a weird thing. that I think is more of a coincidence more than anything else. But how about a timeline with Chris resigning November 1st? Didn't going go under investigation after November 1st? Possibly in the new president looking to dump Olshay as his first action as president. So as far as the hierarchy goes, when you're looking at the the trailblazers, there's the business side, McGowan. There's the basketball side, Olshay. They both go uphill to Burt Cold, who who, who then goes up to Jody Allen. So there's the Paul Allen Trust, which is run right now, as far as the trailblazers are concerned, by Jody Allen. She is the co-chair, I believe is how it's labeled and then i believe burt cold is the uh, president of vulcan and then chris mcgowan was vice president of uh, sports and arts i think is how it went and but that branched off to the business side of running the, the trailblazers and seahawks there's a business branch and a person a basketball side of, of everything and Dwayne will not have oversight as it stands right now over Neil O'Shea or the the basketball side of organization. They split those two up. They're they're two vastly different things as far as how they're run. So it's not going to be Dwayne's first act. It'll be Bert's act. (laughs) And probably Bert will also be the guy responsible for bringing in the new GM. So, um, but as far as that goes, that's that's how the power structure is actually kind of laid out. Alex Rappaport at Rapo 200 When do you expect the next shooter drop on Neil O'Shea Investigation finishing up this week? Correct. Question mark. Uh, as far as I know, the investigation is was, is supposed to conclude within the next week. But uh, it has since expanded twice. It went to former players and personnel to, from beyond just the practice facility to current players and personnel to now Neil O'Shea tomorrow. So, I don't know. Again, I'm totally guessing when I say Tuesday, I'm just like, nah, natural order of things. You talk to Neil and you go, okay, time to put a bow on this. But uh, I wouldn't imagine it goes on too much longer. If it goes on beyond another week, I would be wildly surprised. So I would imagine the next couple days uh, we will get more information. Mr. Completely at Bud1 bud underscore Lee. I'm assuming it's Buddy Lee. Uh, how long would you sit damn? given the upcoming schedule? Not an ideal run for rest. No. Healthy, fully loaded, competent team Portland Trailblazers are still having a fit with this schedule. Nuggets into a back-to-back home or away at in home, into the Raptors, into the Bulls, into more difficult schedules i was like oh, this is thing. now you're actually gonna make me look this up because i had this up earlier um so it's the raptors and then a day off and then the bulls then a day off me, they get they finally get their two days off and then they get the 76ers again um and then after that they get finally two days off and they place the nuggets again and they get the kings on a back-to-back on a home road um then thanksgiving and then they're on the road unfortunately probably well no they'll probably be no, they're at the Kings. So they'll be on the road for Thanksgiving, which is a bummer for the team. And then, they're on, then they play probably the hottest team in the league after Thanksgiving on, you know, after your road trip Thanksgiving, you play the Warriors and then the Jazz and then you get the Pistons. <laughs> Yikes, dog. Yeah. Listen, I, I don't expect Dane to miss any more time. I think he should sit at a week or two. But it's Damian Lillard, man. He, the dude doesn't sit. You love him and you hate him for it. Like, you wish you'd take care of himself. But at the same time, you kind of respect that he's a he's a warrior, he's a trooper. and It's like, ugh, God. God. Uh, ambient Marmalade. Uh, I don't recognize that one, so I think it's the first time, so thank you, appreciate you. At Ambient Marmalade. Of all the expiring contracts on the team, who is most likely to return, starter or role player? Nurk and Cove, I would imagine, are gone. Almost assuredly, so... That pretty much narrows it down to Ant. And I think if CJ's gone, then that makes sense to keep Ant. So I'm going to go Anthony. I think and that's not me just being like, you know, that that guy. But it's, I think it makes the most sense. Uh, Portland Hoops at PNW Sports 503. If the Blazers entirely blew it up, which I don't recommend, but regardless. Uh, wouldn't they have the largest jump start on a rebuild in the history of the league? Um, no. I don't think so. I think the, there may have been a couple team like The the Thunder have like, what is it, 17 first-round picks? That's pretty ridiculous. And they've got Shea. Like, I love Ant. I love Nas. I think they're both going to be very good players. Uh, Shea is a stud, absolute stud. So they've got a, a probably a higher-end player right now who's the same age and more picks than anybody ever. So I think that's that's probably the best. Uh, Carlos at, uh, see Los Angeles 34. Will we ever see Joe, a Joe sighting on the podcast? And that's a hint of Joe Simons. Yes, Joe will be here. Whether it's because I drag his dead body or he actually appears, he will be here. But no, he has told me he will hop on. So, um, it's just a matter of trying to work time schedules around and, uh, you know, holiday periods and that stuff. But no, Joe will be a part of the show, um, whether you want it or not. Uh, Drew Badooby Doo. I'm going to go with that. At Andrew Schnell, 17. Is it too late to trade Nurkic? No! Hell no! It's probably going to happen. Of all the things I feel strongest about, that's probably the most likely occurrence for Yusuf Nurkic, in my opinion. So, yay? I don't know. I like Nurkic. I really wanted him to work out, but it's just been a major bummer. So, um, yeah, there you go. That is your uh, many, many, many questions. If you didn't hear yours answered, um, I... like like always we keep all of them uh it's either that or got wrapped into another one uh as far as uh, questions are concerned we will have the pre and post game for the raptors uh it's a normal seven o'clock start so brian and i will go live probably around five um barring um, some personal stuff I have to take care of tomorrow, and I'll, I'll, I'll update the schedule as necessary. Uh, but we will be there one way or another, um, again, barring the potential emergency. So uh, if you haven't already, like, rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. Um, subscribe to YouTube. Like I said, we're trying to grow the YouTube channel at the same time. I do have some really, really cool stuff. We are going to have some in-game kind of watch parties coming up. Uh, I will be unveiling a membership thing that I have to – work in to do the the live watch party stuff i'm going to keep it as cheap as i can so i can get as many people in as possible as far as like the, the watch parties and uh live q a's and all that kind of stuff but it, it helps grow the channel and uh, i think it's gonna be a really really cool concept that we're going to be debuting i believe the beginning of december so expect over the next couple of days maybe a week or so for me to roll some stuff out as far as that is concerned to kind of get everybody up to speed on that uh thank you all so 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 freaking much for all the support it has been awesome uh both Brent and i are stoked about everything that's good we have going on and, and really everything about this except for the team right now so <laughs> you know it is what it is but thank you all so much like i said if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast subscribe to the pod or just to, to the youtube channel like rate review uh we do need to get some more reviews on the pod so if you're an apple uh podcast listener if you can leave us a review great good awesome awful whatever just, just give us a review and help elevate us so more people can find us share us with your friends share us with your family share us with your frenemies your enemies share us with a random person on the street that hates the team i don't care just get us the view no i'm kidding i want to help grow the community so uh, help us out and uh until the pre and post game show we'll catch you all then take care talk soon bye